The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 103, for May 14th, 2007. folks and welcome to the mac observers mac geek gab it's just dave today or at least uh it's not john john and john and i are, are away this week but as promised i was able to sit down uh, virtually anyway and chat with ryan rosenberg and kevin mallon from filemaker uh filemaker is one of the programs that uh, you'll hear me talk about a lot and you you hear me talk about a lot because uh, i use it so much we use it here at the mac observer to manage uh, a lot of our contact stuff and we use it over at backbeat media to manage everything except serving the ads essentially all of our billing and tracking and ordering and all of that stuff is uh managed through a distributed file or a, a shared filemaker database so uh, I was very excited to have the opportunity to chat with them about uh, not only what the, what is new in, in FileMaker 8.5, but the interview really kind of went in a great direction where we just talked about a lot of the, the real world uses of it. And uh, I hope I hope you enjoy this. The uh, of course, this is a departure from what we normally do here. But since John and I were away, here we are. So let us know what you think. MacGeekGab dot com or feedback at MacGeekGab dot com. Or you can call 206-666-GEEK, which is 4335. And with that, we will get on to the interview. Okay, I am here with Ryan Rosenberg and Kevin Mallon of FileMaker. Now, now these are two uh, folks. Ryan is in the marketing department and Kevin is in the PR department. But we have promised not to turn this into a sales pitch today. Uh, we're just uh, having a nice chat about, about FileMaker and, and all the things there. A lot of the things that we can do with it. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hey, pretty good, Dave. Hi, Dave. Uh, so, but now that we now that we've said that, let, let's start with talking about some of the cool new things that are in FileMaker eight point five, FileMaker Pro eight point five. Yeah, FileMaker Pro eight five has been out for about a year, and there were two main things that we put in there. Um, one that's really critical, of course, to the Mac community is that we are a universal application, right? And so we were pretty pleased to be about the first non-Apple branded major application that was universal. And it made a big difference for FileMaker. The, um, the, if you run FileMaker on a, a G5 and then you run the, the FileMaker on, a, let's say, a Mac, MacBook Pro, um, we see improvement, uh, performance improvements of up to 91% faster. So we, it turned out, that Mac, turned out that Intel stuff actually works. And yeah. so our, <laughs> what we did to rewrite the the product and take advantage of that actually made a difference. So uh, people like that, they, you know, and who doesn't want more, more speed in their database? Um, Especially when you're doing lots of big sorts, stuff like that. Exactly. Yep. Um, you know, um, and, and, and then the second thing that we put in there that was, has been really well received is something called the web viewer. And I, I really, I think it's really an intriguing idea. You know, people have always thought of databases as a place you go to put stuff in. Yep. And you store it there, and then when you need it, you get it back out. And the web viewer is kind of a different approach. It's, it's recognizing that there's a bunch of information out there on the web that's related to the data you have in your database, but you don't want to store it in your database. You want to get to it when you need it, because the information out on the web is constantly changing. I have a really good example for you, which is a, um, a company called uh, Blue Marlin Pools. Okay. They, um, they're located in Florida, and... They have about 40 employees, and, and what they do is throughout 
kind of the East Central Florida, they go out and they build custom swimming pools. Well, we all know about Florida. It's, it's a great state, but it has, let's just say, a weather problem, right? You know, there are times <laughs> of the year when the weather can be really nasty and, and it can interfere with the construction schedule and, sure. and, and make it unsafe. So what they're doing is they have a database of FileMaker, which they use to sort of track their production, and we need this pool, and this is what we have to do, and we'll send this crew out. And then what they did is they linked each record in the database to a um, to an online web-based weather service. And oh. so when you bring up that production record and you're gonna you're ready to send that crew out instantly, right next to the place to go and what the information they need and who should go and what stuff they should take, is a, a, a little web viewer with a, a view into the internet that shows the weather status for that location. No um, kidding. Okay, so the, yeah, this we we use FileMaker on the back end here at the Mac Observer and also another company I have called Backbeat Media. We've been using it for since day one. Um, but it, and 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 that's not without its own caveats, right? Because you start using something you know ten years ago or more, and you tend to ignore some of the new features because you're like, well, it works and and that's great, and you know I don't necessarily need them. But and so this is something I had never really grokked before, and and. And and this so it's it's giving us a, a window, if you will, to to a web core uh, or WebKit rather uh, URL, right? Is that essentially what it's doing? It's exactly what it's doing. Basically, okay. we took Safari WebKit, the, the the underpinnings of Safari. Yep. It's in, into the interface of FileMaker, and all you need to do is you kind of draw a little window in there, and then you say which fields in FileMaker are you know driving the information that's in that window. It assembles a URL, passes it out to the site that brings the information back. I mean, there are a lot of different sites. Let's say you have a, um, uh, you know, a business that's doing, you know, looking at homes. Yeah. You can link it to Zillow, and you can pass information and get the, the value of each home as you kind of move around the homes database. I mean, anytime there's information out, you're shipping stuff, and you want to see the latest situation for your FedEx shipment. You know, yeah. The thing that's interesting about that is think about the weather. Um, the weather, you don't really want to store that information. No, in exactly. Right. Yeah. At this exact moment that the weather is raining when two minutes later it's not going to be. Yeah. What you really need to know is at the moment you're about to take action, what's that situation? So it's really nice taking the kind of data management capabilities of FileMaker and the instantaneous information availability of the web and, and, and you know, kind of mashing them together. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, to me, that's the, that's the beauty. And I, th- I know we'll talk a little bit more about this, especially with some of these other case studies, but it is how flexible FileMaker is. I mean, that, that's what keeps us using it, frankly, is it's so fast uh, to, to change things. You, you know, you just pull it together and the, you have the data there and then you decide what you want to see and how you want to see it and how you want to edit it. And boom, you're done. The other thing I, I was really pleased about the way we managed to implement that feature is that it's, it's completely a non-programmer feature. I mean, FileMaker is designed to be you know, the database for everyone who didn't go to get a four-year programming degree or whatever and who just needs to manage their data. And so this is one where you just simply draw a square, you put a little formula in, you're done. I mean, it's not yeah. really harder than doing a, you know, a formula into an Excel you know, into a spreadsheet cell, yeah. and, 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 and now you've got web data delivered into your database. All right. Now, I made you guys promise you weren't going to do the sales pitch thing, but, uh, but I actually am, I, because this, this feeds right into a story. But about an hour ago, I started pulling together the notes for this and, and you know, jotting down some additional points. And uh, one of my business partners, I am me, and said, uh, I've got an idea for the FileMaker data. And when I saw the IM come in, I thought, oh, I can't do this. And, and then he did, and, and I saw what it was, and I thought, oh, well, actually, that's pretty relevant. So let's do it. And we got on the phone, and in about 10 minutes, we had he had some ideas about how he could be more efficient with things. And 
while we were on the phone in about 10 minutes, we, you know, we talked about this stuff and made the changes live, both looking at it. You know, he's down in Brooklyn. I'm up here in, uh, in New Hampshire. And we went back and forth and boom, we, we solved problems that the problem was these were efficiency issues that had, that had existed probably for about two years. And we realized the biggest hurdle to, to doing something with FileMaker is remembering that it's really easy to do it because it took us 10 minutes to probably save him 30 minutes a day, something that we should have done two years ago. But, you know, you get used to just kind of working around whatever it is you, you do. And, and, uh, and so there you go. So that's, uh, that's my story for, for that. <laughs> we have two bits of data that, that really, you know, support your story there. Yeah. One is when we surveyed the customers, we found that people um, that it's very common for people to modify their databases every week. Yeah. And think about, let's say, oh, people writing a program in, in programming tools or buying an application from somewhere else to, let's say, run their business. Um, they don't modify that every week, but their business is changing every week. And so the thing that people like about FileMakers, they can kind of dive in there and as, as, oh, my goodness, you know, we've changed the way we're storing our inventory it's changed in FileMaker. The other thing that I've I found, we, we recently went on a tour and visited a bunch of larger accounts, larger customers, and one of the things yeah. we found was that, you know, um, when they do not use FileMaker for a while, and then they have to go back into it after a couple months, because it's easy, the learning, the relearning curve is like nil, right? Yeah. So they, they, you know, they, even though they're doing some pretty powerful and sophisticated things, they appreciated the fact that, you know, it's really easy. Again, if you don't work with it for a while, then you have to go modify it. It's, it's easy to do. Anyway, enough said. The, the, the bottom line is, you know, we focus on everything we do, like the web viewer or FileMaker itself, on trying to make it accessible. And that's, that's kind of our corporate philosophy is okay. to make it accessible. Yep. Um, a couple other things that we've been working on lately that um, we're trying to make, you know, again, we like to make things that are hard accessible. And so two things that we've done, one is we've, we've launched a PHP um, beta, an API for PHP, which is a beta. And so what this does is it makes it easy for people who are building websites and want to directly read and write data, in, you know, to their website, maybe put a capture data from a form and put it in FileMaker or really? FileMaker, put it on the web. And they want to use, you know, standard web tools, you know, PHP, you know, um, Linux, whatever, to, for, to serve up their, their website, they can use FileMaker for that directly. And it's, it's in beta form, and, and we have loads of people downloading it and, 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 and using it in beta, and then we're going to eventually package up and release it um, as a full API. So that's pretty exciting. Wow. Now, you, now you mentioned, because this, this actually uh, struck a chord here. I, I, I wasn't aware that this was in beta. I don't know why, but I just... I must have missed it. Uh, and you mentioned Linux, which is, of course, you know, where we host all our stuff is on FreeBSD and, and Linux. It, is there a Linux version of FileMaker server available these days, or that that's long gone, right? Yeah, we had a Linux version. It's interesting. You, you, we would, you know, consider doing one again if the demand was there. What we found is that people actually don't, you know, are, don't really want to run FileMaker on Linux. What they want to do, though, is they want to have, let's say, their web server running on Linux. Yeah. And they, and they, you know, the, the, the um, you know, they want to use Linux, and they want um, to use Apache, and they want to use the things that they're comfortable with. They use sure. PHP, and then whether FileMaker can run on a, you know, an XServe, or it could run if they have to, <laughs> it could run on Windows Box. I mean, they'll run it, they'll run FileMaker on the on on the platforms, those other platforms, comfortable with, but they want to link it into their Linux infrastructure, and so. The web infrastructure often tends to have a Linux flavor, and so the neat thing FileMaker now kind of plugs into that. You so know, it, example it, of that. it doesn't. Just to clarify, the uh, the PHP API 
FileMaker does not need to be running on the same machine that your web server is. It'll like like it does with like PHP does with MySQL and and various other database platforms. It can be remotely hosted, if you will, and and just pull data back and forth. Is that right? Exactly, and not okay. an uncommon scenario, actually. Right. I mean, to do right. that, I mean, the standard uh, way of doing it. You, you know, you brought up something I think I should mention as well. We just did an announcement of a part of a partnership with MySQL, actually. Oh. Where we we uh, you know we talked about some directions we're taking with them to try to link FileMaker and, and MySQL up. Um, so, you know, if you think about it, that's a, that's a whole other angle to, you know, moving data in and out of the web is kind of direct, you have direct connection between FileMaker and MySQL where when you, you know, you look in FileMaker, you're seeing MySQL data. Really? Um, a lot of advantages there. I mean, Huge. one, one yeah. thing you see is that people that are using MySQL this is kind of a place where data goes to die. It sort of sits there, and <laughs> no one can get the data out except programmers. Right, so right. by linking FileMaker in, you, you know, suddenly someone who wants to run, let's say they're gathering customer information and they want to print labels, mailing labels, they yeah. can just do that from FileMaker. You don't have to be a programmer. The other thing that's kind of you know, neat about it is, once again, we're taking Macs here, yep. and we're linking them. You know, Macs, Macs are, everyone knows how great Macs are, and they, they, they run in the organization, but they have a, a, there's some reputation that, okay, the Mac group sort of sits on its own little bubble there. (laughs) Here's an example where, you know, you're taking a very standard business platform and linking file, you know, linking FileMaker to it, but you're also essentially linking Macs to it. So you have Macs there that are linked into the rest of your infrastructure, you know, really effectively through this. So, um, we, you know, we're pretty excited about it. It's again, it's it's something we've announced we're doing. We haven't announced a date yet or anything, but sure. it's definitely um, going to be great stuff when it comes out. So, we're giving people a lot of different ways to move data in and out for the web. Oh, You've got that... the web viewer, which lets you bring data into FileMaker. Yeah, which lets you, you know, write to FileMaker's uh, API. We have our instant web publishing technology, which we have in FileMaker for a while, lets you deliver, you know web pages from FileMaker. And lastly, we've got, you know, some upcoming links with MySQL. So however you want to get your data in and out FileMaker to the web, uh, you know, we're working on it. Yeah. Keep me posted on that MySQL thing. It it was interesting, actually, and I I do it once a month and I did it this morning. We have our our content management system is something that we brewed up years ago with PHP and MySQL. And uh, and it publishes all of our articles at at TMO, including this one. and it also tracks how much we're going to pay each author for, you know, various articles and that sort of thing. What I do then is once a month, we dump the uh, the contents, of the, all the new payments that need to be processed. We dump them out of MySQL into a text file that's emailed to uh, to my office here. And then we suck that into a FileMaker table, database rather, that, that tracks everything and prints the payment reports and makes everything all, all nice and pretty. And it's, it's the, that one piece is a manual process because we've got to export the data and then suck it back in. And uh, it sounds like with this MySQL integration, we could manipulate that data and just pull it straight. You know, you're exactly right. And by the way, you're, you're so not alone. I, oh, I'm sure I'm not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've always thought about using ODBC because I see that, you know, there's ODBC hooks. But it's like, wow, you know, I got to build all this extra stuff to do. I'm not interested. You know, this works. So, <laughs> and again, you know, coming back to what we are always trying to do, I mean, that's kind of the FileMaker philosophy, right? We're trying to take something that's traditionally kind of hard, maybe a programming job, ODBC. Yeah, we leave it there. There are right. programmers up to do it. But we try to bring it to the non-programmer. And, and once again, that's, that's what we're doing. Um, 
Right. Uh, should we talk about a couple of these uh, stories uh, that we've done in terms of how customers are using FileMaker, or do you want to spend more time on the product, or how would you like to go here? Yeah, well, the, the, uh, I'll jump to the – you gave me a couple, and, and I'll jump to the last one uh, because for two reasons. One, because it's a geeky topic, and two, because they really hit on a couple of good points. And that's CBS Digital with their Star Trek, the original series, TV series. And, uh, well, that's a neat one, yeah. Yeah, so – Go ahead and, 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 and if you would, just kind of give me a, a synopsis of, of what they're doing there. Give the, the listeners a synopsis, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Well, you know, I think I've watched every Star Trek uh, oh, yeah. uh, episode. And when I was a kid, I, I thought they were really cool. I still think they're cool. But, you know, over time, what was a really great special effect for the 60s, right, yep. um, 70s, is, um, is, isn't really – such a great special effect anymore. It starts to look cheesy. I'm not saying you can see cords hanging down on those ships, but they, 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 you know, they were state of the art at the time. Let's just put it that way. Right. And so today's viewers, you know, they're, they're, they're constantly re-releasing these, the, um, these uh, shows, the, um, the, you know, the, the movies have been out that create a lot of interest. And, but today's viewers have sort of a higher expectation of what special effects could be. The neat thing is with today's technology, it's possible to go in now to older shows and take, take the elements out like, well, ships running by planets, things like that. Yep. You know, space battles, whatever, uh, and replace them with digi- with digital animation that you know kept, keeps the spirit of the original, but looks really cool. Sure. The problem is for the people doing that, it's a really complicated job. There's a lot of there's reams, many, 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 many hours, days of footage, right? Yeah. Uh, there's you know, huge numbers of shots that occur within even one show, let alone within a whole series, and so managing all that is really difficult. And so what, what's neat is that, um, you know, CBS Digital has been using FileMaker to make that project, you know, easier, probably even possible. Um, one of the, the, the stats they, they gave us, which I thought was pretty impressive, is that an average big movie, you know, a huge blockbuster, might have on average perhaps 400 shots that they need to, to track. And this project so far has yeah. used 1,800 shots. And so you're talking about more than four times the amount that goes, you know, four times the amount that would be in a, in a big blockbuster movie. And, you know, managing all that and keeping track of it and making sure they understand, you know, again, who's working on what, what, what state the shot's in, what technologies they're having to use on that particular uh, shot. You know, they, they, it's not so simple as you just generate a graphic. They often have to go through multiple stages to get color proper and all that sort of thing. Sure. To manage all of that process, they're using, you know, FileMaker. And one of the things that, I think they appreciate about FileMaker and most of our kind of video production people do is a lot of this stuff is really when they're doing leading edge stuff like this, they're sort of plowing new ground in their processes. You know, they're having to, you know, take their processes where no one has gone before. If I can use that. <laughs> Very nicely done. Yeah. They, they, the thing is they, they, they have to, they have to do it their way, if you will. It's right. Just, it's, and so the thing that they like about FileMaker is it's so flexible. You know, it can model the process that they want to model. Absolutely. Um, yeah. They're doing it all on Macs too. Oh, yeah, so, even better. You know, as as do many creative pros. I mean, you know, yep. Macintoshes are so widely distributed in the creative um, space, and so they like using FileMaker. But the other thing that's important is, sadly, there are rare there. Are, it's a rare organization that's a hundred percent Mac, and there's right. often some you know Windows machine somewhere. And the neat thing about FileMaker is because you build a database on the Mac, you deploy it on the Mac, you run it on the Mac. But you, it also runs on Windows exactly the same. So you can have a, a you know an XServe serving up FileMaker to a bunch of Mac users, and then the the Windows users can lock can can log into that as well. So it really allows them to bring anybody who needs to access this, no matter what type of machine they have on their desktop, into the database. Yeah, 
I noticed something in the uh, in the, the the document you sent me here, and they said prior to starting this, you know, blazing their own trail with this FileMaker database, they had been using Excel spreadsheets to track everything and and try to manage, you know, that whole process that way. And it, it, it's so true. I, I mean, I I see it here. In fact, it's how most of our FileMaker databases on this on the back end are born. I'm an Excel junkie too. And I'll wind up starting to, you know, do something in Excel and it'll just grow and grow and grow. And finally, it'll get to the point where it's like, OK, this is unmanageable in Excel. And, and that's the point at which, bam, it moves over to FileMaker and then opens wide and, and everybody's happy. So uh, it, it was just interesting to see that, you know, we're, we're not alone. <laughs> you're, you're not alone. I mean, I'd say that, you know, FileMaker's biggest, you know, competition, if you will, it's not really a competitor, would be paper or Excel. I mean, yeah. it's not just, it's not really other databases, it's people moving into, into FileMaker. Um, you know, there's kind of two reasons why people move off from Excel. One you mentioned is, is absolutely the amount of data they're managing just gets out of control or the complexity of the data. It's not right. just single records. It's, it's information on this linked to information on that. The other reason, of course, is when people need to share. You know, Excel yes. is not a very good mechanism for kind of two or three people working together and updating information. It's not really set up for that. And so when they, they often move to FileMaker when they need to share the information either around a network or even over the web. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's uh, like I said, it, it keeps us running here and keeps us running lean, which, uh, you know, me being the, uh, the guy that writes the checks, I like to see that. So it's, uh, it, I, I don't know how we would do what we do with, without FileMaker. And that's why I was excited to get the, uh, the opportunity to chat with you guys today. I, I think I've gotten most, if not all. Oh, I, I did have one other question that, that actually came up in our, our chat this morning here when we were modifying the database. FileMaker Mobile 8, does that yet support relational databases or is it still just one at a time? It's, it's, it's not really a, a, a relational model. No, it's a, okay. it's a fairly simple, simple um, setup. We're, we're allowing people to take, if you will, a single table of information right. uh, with them on their database. I mean, you can have multiple multiple databases on your mobile device, but um, we're not trying to model the full power of FileMaker on, on the mobile device. Got that it. being said, there are people that use it for some amazing things, uh, you know, uh, commonly used in classrooms for evaluating teachers. You see people using it um, to, you know, go out and, you know, take a work order on it and go out and complete the work order and then bring it back and synchronize it in. But um, again, just to be upfront, it's not a fully relational model. It's, sure. it's a relatively simple view of your information that you can bring with you and bring back got it got it okay that was uh that was just an aside question i i don't i don't have any other questions if you guys if there's anything we missed uh that that you want to add here that's great otherwise uh thank you very much this was uh, i i really enjoyed this thank you um no thank you we we love it as well and you know again we're really proud of the way filemaker does and we're proud of of our leading position on the Mac and, 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 you know, the support of the Mac community we, and, and, and the support of, of folks like yourself. So thank you very much for, for your use of FileMaker. Yeah, Good no problem. Yep. Th- thanks for spending the time guys. Take care. Okay. We are, uh, we're done. Thank you very much. This was great. Yeah, Dave, again, thanks. It's great. It's great. Dave. I didn't realize you use FileMaker so much. That's actually fabulous. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, so. I think I started with version two and, uh, and have sort of grown with it from there. So, yeah, it's I, I like I said I I couldn't I don't know what how we would do what we do without it and uh, it drives me crazy when I you know bring out a new staffer or something and they just don't get the idea of look log all this data it's powerful you know and I gotta just beat beat it over their head for a while and then all of a sudden there'll be the day when they go to look something up 
and they realize, oh, yeah, this is great, you know, or they say, well, could it be, it would be, it's great, but could it be, you know, changed a little bit? It'd be really nice. I know that's probably a big deal. It's like, check it now, you know. <laughs> is it to, use it to run your publication then? Or? Well, we, with, with the Mac Observer, we, and I should have recorded this part of it too. Uh, with the Mac Observer, we, and I am, so I might, I might splice this in. Uh, we use it on the back end to manage all of our contacts. So, you know, for, for FileMaker, we, we list the company and then we have all the contacts hanging off of that and we keep notes and then, uh, you know, what the products are and if there's reviews and we just sort of tie that all together so that, cause we've got, we're a virtual company. We've got people all over creation, you know, working on stuff and we use FileMaker to, you know, try and tie all that together on the back end. It's not, it's not perfect. Cause I, you know, I, I'm not lording over these people physically every day, but, but for the most part, they, uh, they, they understand the system and, and use it very well. So that, that's kind of why I'm excited to test out the, the website of, of things with it um, so that we don't have to have FileMaker installed on each person's machine and, and check that out too. So how do your remote people, so your remote people currently have FileMaker on the machine and they just come yeah. in over the network and access That's, the server-based database. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, great. Well, again, um, uh, uh, interesting to hear about your own story. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. You bet. And then with Backbeat Media, we've been using it for eight years now to do all of our Backbeat Media sells and manages the advertising for 11 different Mac websites and uh, six different podcasts. And uh, Mm -hmm. and we track we track all of our contacts uh, and and all the orders and the billing and accounts receivable and everything. It's it's all done inside FileMaker. So great. That's cool. Yeah. Um, What about the production side of that? The, the advertising and stuff that would be handled by the publications themselves, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's just, a, it's a, right. It's, it's a whole different department. Basically we use two pieces of software at backbeat. One is FileMaker as the, the core of, of tying everything together. And then the other is our ad server. Um, and there've been a couple of times where we've wanted to have inventory data available in FileMaker. And now since our ad server uses MySQL, uh, it sounds like there might be, you know, that, that might not be too far away. So, Oh no, you guys could that'll, that'll work for you now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interested. That'll that'll be interesting to test out. What's that? I said soon it will work. For soon you. it will work. Right. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I thank you again. Thanks again, Dave. Take All right. Care, Dave. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. And that is truly it, folks. Uh, we've cued the band and everything, so there's no way we can go back now. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Curious to hear what uh, what you thought about it. And also, if you have, of course, any FileMaker comments, questions, any of the above, uh, feedback at MacGeekGab.com or uh, 206-666-GEEK, which is 4335. Uh, and, uh, and that's that. We, like I said, John and I will be back next week and back to uh, back to the normal grind, as it were. Cashfly hosting is where you've downloaded this show. The podcast marketplace this month includes the A5 desktop speakers from Audio Engine, Yojimbo, and BB Edit from Barebones Software. One free download from audible.com, but you have to click the link, and PDF Pen from Smile on My Mac. Portable Media Expo, which John and I plan to attend, is at the end of September, the 28th through 30th, out in Ontario, California. And uh, that's it. We're out. Thanks, folks. We always appreciate you staying subscribed.
Don't get caught. Made up.